Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. Let us get into the Psalms, all right? We're um, about to wind down on this series, but we couldn't do it without addressing the Psalm that we're going to be looking at today. And then we may have one or two more that we look at. But uh, as a general review, in this series, in the Psalms, we have seen how the Psalms are at the heart of the Bible. If you had a physical Bible in your hand instead of on your tablet or something and and you opened it to the middle, you will probably be at the Psalms. The Psalms speak to every human emotion and provide through the poetry of the Psalms expression for the full spectrum of life. Uh, The variety of the types of psalms help us to learn ways of worship and communication with God. So the different types of psalms, as a reminder, are hymns, laments, thanksgivings, remembrance, confidence, wisdom, and kingship. Psalms have retained their appeal for God's people through the centuries and the millennia because even though they were often written in the context of a particular event, they have a broad and a generic sense about them that allows the reader, allows the worshiper to just apply them to our own situation, what we are going through right now. The Psalms provide a summary of the Old Testament, and they also look forward with the promise of a Savior. Jesus taught that all of the Old Testament, including the Psalms, speaks of him. Psalms is the most quoted book in the New Testament. So we find that Psalms is a rich treasure of theology. Today, We're going to look at arguably the most well-known and maybe most loved psalm of all, Psalm 23. And so I'm going to read it once through, and then we're going to talk about it some, okay? Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. 
This is the word of the Lord. Lord, I pray for you to open our hearts, ears, minds, to receive what you would have for us today. Anoint me as I speak it, and, and that your word would go forth and bear much fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know how many of you grew up with parents as strict as what our kids did. <laughs> but let me just say that things were a bit strict at our house. Now, we found ways to have fun, and so don't get me wrong. But for example, it was a really big deal when we found a movie that was acceptable that we could all watch together, okay? And this is back in the day of Blockbuster. And before that, there was this place called Errol's. And honestly, I, I can't remember what the name of the places were before that. Um, but some of you in here, I'm going to say the youngest ones have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but some of you remember these places, right? Okay, so this is the deal. Um, th there actually was, in the not-so-distant past, there was a time that you could not stream a movie. <laughs> it wasn't a thing. And, and there, you couldn't, we didn't even have broadband internet. I can't, we, we didn't have it. Uh, we, we didn't even have smartphones or a tablet. We didn't, we didn't have those things. It, I, it, I know, it's crazy. And, and so a way to watch a movie at home was to buy this machine called a VCR. And you would hook it up to your ginormous television that stuck out from the wall at least two feet because there wasn't such a thing as a flat screen back then. TVs were like big honking things. And they had, you had to hook this VCR machine with these things called cables. They're, they're, they're things that used to have to be. Now everything's wireless. But, and and you'd, you'd get it all set up. And now in that machine, you could put a thing called a VHS. And it would be a movie that you could watch. But the, you had, you know, buying a bunch of movies was really expensive. And so they, they, it was set up to where you could rent a movie. So Blockbuster was the predominant movie rental store. And it was basically kind of a ritual for most families to wander the aisles of Blockbuster every Friday night, trying to find an appropriate movie for the family to watch while your pizza order is getting ready. And this was a very normal thing back then, okay? What does any of this have to do with the 23rd Psalm? Well, one of the movies that we found, and I still love to this day, and discovered last night that it's available for streaming, so Craig and I watched it, was Shipwrecked. 
It is a great story of bravery and treachery and loyalty and betrayal and adventure and victory over evil. But one scene in the movie brings me to tears every time. There is a burial at sea. And as part of the ceremony, the crew of rugged sailors, rough men with tough exteriors, break into song, every one of them singing, The Lord's My Shepherd. Now, why does that touch my heart? <laughs> why does that make me feel so many feels? I think it has to do with the universal aspect of the truth of this psalm. As personal as it feels to me any time I read it, the Lord is my shepherd. It is also true and available to whoever calls on the name of the Lord through the centuries. People from all over the world have found comfort and strength in Psalm 23. And we frequently come here when grief is near, when we have experienced the loss of a loved one. Death has filled our headlines this week with the passing of Queen Elizabeth, which is a momentous transition for Great Britain and arguably for the world. Her death is sad and, and causes contemplation. But then we have also had to wrestle with too many deaths through violence in the news, in too many places, for too many no good reasons. The nonsense of it all, the randomness and the confusion brought on by such senseless, meaningless acts. They bring another bout of the numbness and anger. Families in Saskatchewan, in Memphis, in Las Vegas, I'm just naming the ones I was able to immediately bring to mind as I was writing these notes. There's more. But they will join together, as well as families in every community and corner of our world as on every day, to lay their loved one to rest. Today, September 11, memorials are being held throughout the United States and in other places around the world to remember 9-11. And when death and grief are close, we often turn to Psalm 23. So why, why is this? What about this psalm comforts us when forced to stare at the gulf between here and eternity? Why do we cling to these words when we are no longer able to hold the hand of our mother. Let's take a look at the power and the glory of this psalm 
and allow it to build hope within our spirits. Now, friends, there are whole books, many, many books written just on this psalm. So we're just going to scratch the surface here, but, but let us begin. Let's look at the first two verses again. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Now we know that before David became king, he was a shepherd. And he writes these verses from his own experience of what it means to guide and love and care for the flock. He knows that the sheep look to the shepherd for their every need. Now, shake yourself awake here a minute and listen to me. They don't contemplate what it is they need. Huh, I wonder what I need today. Uh-uh. They don't worry about how to meet the need. They simply look to the shepherd. In our lives, we are called to look to the Lord, to allow him to shepherd us, to lay aside our worries and our concerns and our ought-tos and our should-haves and receive from our shepherd all that we need. The theme of rest, he lets me rest in green meadows. It just keeps coming up in sermon after sermon. And I accept that the Lord wants us to hear this message. Is there anxiety or restlessness in your spirit? Do you have a frantic feeling that leaves you drained and unable to cope? Look to the shepherd. He wants to lead you to rest to a peaceful place, to quiet waters. And even as I'm saying that, even if I was writing it, I'm saying, you know, this sounds very ethereal and abstract. <laughs> you might be thinking to yourself, none of this actually works in real life. Uh, tomorrow is Monday, and Everything is going to gear right back up, and I do not have green meadows and peaceful streams showing up anywhere on the calendar this week. Amen? I get it. And part of our emphasis here is to learn some practices that form us more deeply in order to maintain our peace in the midst of the weekly storms. We want our times of worship on Sunday morning to be a place of peace, a moment to catch your breath, a reset from all that has gone on, and a recharge for what is to come. So let's look at what verse 3 says. He renews my strength he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. The time in the meadow and at the waters are for renewing your strength and preparing you to hit the road again, staying on the right path in the midst of all your good work this week, bringing honor to his name. 
please be encouraged that what we're talking about here carries forward for you into your very busy, productive week. Verse 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So this is the verse that carries us into that chasm between life and death. And it is the point of comfort that has drawn millions through the ages to read this and share it during times of grief. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, that can be translated also the valley of death, I will not be afraid. Now I'm going to talk a minute about fear. Because I believe that fear has been poured out in this world like a toxic chemical that we sometimes cannot avoid. Any of you that lived here in this area 21 years ago know how the air was electrified with the uncertainty and fear of what was going to happen next. It is in the water. It is in the air. Fear wants to invade our being. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. When we encounter fear being drummed up, being used as a motivator, even maybe when fear made me be a stricter parent than maybe I needed to be. Hello. Fear is not our friend. Now, I'm not talking about the fear of God, the awesome reverence and respect for our holy God. I'm not talking about good mental health that provides appropriate fear for things like fire or risky driving or, or whatever. What I'm talking about, though, is fear that stirs up anxiety and disrupts peace and pulls our gaze away from the shepherd. When we come to a funeral and are contemplating that our loved one has crossed over into eternity, they have walked through not just the shadow of death, but death itself. We want to hear this verse. We want to hear, I will not be afraid. I will fear no evil. But I want to remind us in this moment, this day, this week, we are called to live by faith not fear. We have been given a spirit of power and of love and of self-control that should lift us up and out of the world's cycle of fear. I have seen too much manipulation and too much leading people astray through the tool of fear. And we as God's people must not give in to fear. God is on the throne. God is on the throne. Whoever is sitting on the throne in England, whoever is sitting at the Oval Office, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that 
God is on the throne and we live by faith in him. Our Lord, our shepherd is close beside us, protecting and comforting us with his rod and staff. The last two verses, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. In John 14, Jesus talked about the house of the Lord. He told his disciples that his father's house has many rooms and that he was going to prepare a place for them and by extension for us. Where was Jesus going? Where he was about to go was to the cross. The preparation for us was made by Jesus Christ on the cross our shepherd the lamb of god gave his life in order to make our way to god possible just as he as we sang today he made a way where there seemed to be no way jesus said that he is the way the truth the life when we read psalm 23 we now understand through the cross the abundant riches of God's grace that he would pour over us his anointing and fill us with his blessings and then promise that we will live in the house of the Lord forever. This is why Psalm 23 is sung by sailors in a burial at sea. This is why Psalm 23 may well be a part of Queen Elizabeth's memorial. This is why Psalm 23 will show up in ceremonies for 9-11 around the country today. It captures the gospel truth that in this life we need a shepherd that in this life we need rest and replenishment and comfort and guidance and help. And that in this life we have hope in our Lord for his anointing, his provision, his blessing, and in the world to come, life everlasting in the presence of God. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, our shepherd, we come to you today needing your peace, needing your rest, and those still waters to flow, cleansing away. confusion and hurt and pain. Mm. 
I pray that you will help us, O oh Lord, to receive the refreshing you offer and to carry it forward with us this week. God, I hold up the pain of the violence that is all around the earth. Deliver us, O oh Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, we pray. And help us in the meantime to cast our anxieties and fears on you and to find a place of solace where we can fear no evil. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcast and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.